1: Who's
2: the greatest deceiver? Satan. He loves it. And we have so many people today that are religious, religious, and they think they're going to heaven because they come to church. No, I'm glad you're here, but this isn't getting you to heaven. There's not like a train outside and away we go. There has to be a change in your heart. So just ask yourself this morning maybe that's the new thing that has to happen in you today. Maybe that's
0: the new thing. So how do we solve it? We keep obeying and we keep. Growing, There are so many things in the world trying to deceive us, trying to persuade us to think one way or do a certain thing. Sometimes these things or ideas are good and will draw us closer to God, but other times they will draw us far away from Him. Pastor Mark will tell us not to just be listeners and hearers of the Word, but doers so that we will not be deceived. Hearing the Word and doing it brings blessings to us from God. Hearing the word without doing it brings self-deception. We need to be on guard for this kind of deception. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22, with his continuing study entitled, The Benefits of Hearing and Doing.
2: When you go overseas and you ride a subway, especially in London and places like that, Singapore, in China, I've seen this many times, there's a little sign that says, mind the gap, because when the door opens, if you're not careful, you put your foot right down in the gap. No, you gotta mind the gap, you gotta get over the gap and get onto the subway. So here's the gap that James is talking about. What we hear, and the gap down below is what we do with what we hear. So can you imagine what James is trying to say to us this morning? Put your hand up like this. Everybody put your hand up like this. What's he saying? Close the, close the gap. It's exactly right. Narrow the gap. Get down and what you hear should match what you do. Exactly right. Good. Now as we go through this, how does that look? You see the gap, the, the, the difference between information and transformation is huge. The gap between knowledge and application is huge. In the back, the Bible says, be careful. If, if you're a person that you think you're really wise because you know the Bible from front to back, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. You'll be very prideful. Careful. Careful. Millions of people this morning around the world are sitting in churches and they're listening to the word. Good thing. Fantastic. Glad you're here. But there's a big contrast between a person who listens and a person who listens and obeys. James 1.22, look at it again. Do not merely listen to the word and so, watch this word, so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Most of you recognize this cap. When you see the little symbol, it doesn't shouldn't remind you of Tiger Woods. It should remind you of Nike. And when you see that, what words immediately come to your mind? Just what? Just do it. Would you turn to your neighbor and just say, just obey the word. Go ahead. Just just say, just obey the word. Now, at all the campuses, I going to give you a little clue. When I'm teaching and this sucker hat comes out and I put it on here, what do you think I want you to say? Just do it. Do we have it? do we have it okay we're going to do that so we're going to have a fun time as we do it just simply do it now the problem of self deception is found by the definition of the word it says we don't know we're being deceived i'm being deceived but i don't know it so the more information we have, the more knowledge we have, the greater the danger of self-deception. I'm going to give you three deceptions, self-deceptions. I want you to write them down, all our campuses. Here's the first one. We substitute information for transformation. See, God gave us his word to transform us to be like him. It's not about absorbing a lot of information. The best way to become a person of action is to know the word. Of course, you have to hear the word. But then you have to do it. You have to put it into into action in your life. So the solution to that self-deception is simply this. Just do it. Be transformed by obeying the word of God. It's not for information. It's to make you and me more like Jesus Christ. I heard someone talking to a friend once, and here's what they said. True story. They said to them, you know more about the Bible than anybody I know. It's amazing but it doesn't show. Whoa, ouch. See, that's not why we're here. Well, I can call it the Bible. I can, good, terrific. The, the key application is what makes all the difference. Now, I wrote this in my Bible many, many years ago. One step forward in obedience is worth years of study about it. Remember what God said to us this morning? Get ready. I'm going to do something new. Be ready to step out and do what he's calling you to do. Here's the second one. Self-deception. Write it down. Self-deception. Substitute rationalization. Rationalization for repentance. Every one of us are good at rationalizing. Denying the truth. God's word often speaks to us about repenting, about changing. God lovingly warns us. I'm going to be giving at the end of every service as well always do a chance for you to become a believer, to get your sins forgiven. It's not knowing about it. You'll see the danger in a moment. But it's also for Christians. We must be careful not to harden our hearts by ignoring the truth of God's word. So as I'm speaking to you this morning, don't refuse. If God says, no, yeah. You know, I spoke to you about getting through that past. No, I'm holding on to it. No, God says, you, you don't want to hold on. it. Get, get, it's a failure, you're done with it. I've forgiven you. Move on. So let me just encourage you to do that. So what is the solution to that self-deception? It's simply this. Just do it. Obey, and you obey by first repenting. And repenting doesn't mean I'm just sorry. It means I'm sorry enough to change. Now, turn with me. Keep your finger in James. We'll be right back. Turn to me, Mark chapter 4, quickly. Mark chapter 4. Now, Mark chapter 4 is a great passage on the parable of the hearer, the hearer. Four different people hear the word of God. I don't have time to get into all four of them. I'm just going to present one of them to you. But I want you to look at me once you get there. All of the campuses... Now, this parable is about this. It's about seed. Well, the seed is the word of God. So as I'm, as I'm sharing, any pastor sharing, doesn't matter me, as a pastor sharing the word of God, it's a seed. And it's talking about spiritually, it goes into the soil of your heart. So how do you receive it? Well, the, the fourth person that hears the word of God, they are fruitful. Thirty, sixty, a hundredfold. Good stuff happening in their lives. The other three, there's problems with. I'm going to read to you one of them. Watch where the soil goes. Verse 16. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, you can already see a problem. They hear the word at once, and they receive it with joy. There's great emotion. Nothing wrong with emotion. Emotion is really good. Verse 17. But since they have no root... They last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes, watch this, because of the word, they quickly fall away. This is another self-deception. It's huge in our churches. Would you write it down this morning? It's the self-deception where we substitute an emotional reaction for real life change. You see, this person came to salvation because they wanted fire insurance. They wanted to go to heaven instead of hell. Well, of course. Or they were in a current difficult situation, a marriage, a financial, a health, and they came to God. That's great. Most of us come to God out of that. But here's the problem. When they came, it was emotion, there was no growth. There was the soil. When things happened, it got on the rocky thing, and pretty soon there, there's no growth. There's no life change in them. And I want you to watch me because you'll understand what I'm going to say very clearly. They made a profession of faith. They came forward. They stood in the Billy Graham crusade, a great Lord crusade. They came here to the campus. We have their picture. They made a profession, but there's no possession They made a profession, but they never possessed real life. They never really got saved. How do I know? If you really get saved, your life's going to change. It's going to show. Jesus talks about fruits of repentance. Now, are you ever going to be perfect? Yeah, when you get to heaven. But you're going to be progressing. There's no growth. There's no root. It's not real. Now, I'm going to talk about it a little next week because Jesus talks about this in Matthew 7. And he says, many will come to me in the last day and say, hey, we're here to go to heaven. We did great things for you. Possessed. Never possessed. Just made a profession. And what does Jesus say to him? I never knew you. Depart from me. What? Why did Jesus put that here? Because he wants to warn us. There's a big difference than saying you're a Christian and really being a Christian. Many people go through the act. They've been in our churches for years. But there's nothing Real substance in their life. Now, how do you solve that deception? See, notice who's deceived. They are. Who's the greatest deceiver? Satan. He loves it. And we have so many people today that are religious. Religious. And they think they're going to heaven because they come to church. No, I'm glad you're here, but this isn't getting you to heaven. There's not like a train outside and away we go. There has to be a change in your heart. So just ask yourself this morning, maybe that's the new thing that has to happen in you today. Maybe that's the new thing. So how do we solve it? We keep obeying and we keep growing in our walk with God. That's why we have a course here called Know and Grow and Go. You need to be in that. You need to be in a small group. You need to be understanding that there's a way for you to become like Jesus Christ. This isn't some kind of an emotional thing. I'm not Man, I was emotional this morning during worship. It was fantastic. But the emotion doesn't stop. It's when our feet hit the road, do they walk straight? Do they walk straight? Now, back to James 1.23. James is going to tell us how to be blessed by God. Watch this. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, do what it says, is like the man who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Now, what am I talking about with that? Well, let me just say these two things. Here's the dichotomy. Write this down this morning. James says this. Hearing the word and doing it brings blessings. Look at the end of verse 25. And he will be blessed in what he does. He will be But the man who looks intently... Look at verse 25. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law. That really should say the woman who looks intently at the mirror. Am I right, ladies? How many mirrors do you have at home? And let me ask you a question this How many of you ladies have a mirror in your purse? Come on. Come on. Now I'm going to ask you a question, and I hope there's no hands. How many of you men have a mirror in your purse? Lord, help us. So here's the key. Watch. We're going to show you how this works. Hearing the word and doing it brings blessings. Hearing the word without doing it, it brings self-deception. It brings self-deception. So do you want to be deceived or do you want to be blessed? Now, what is the mirror? You'll see the illustration very simply. Every day we look at a mirror. This is one of my wife's. Many mirrors. Says one of them suckers that shows you a pore. It goes to the cell level. I don't know what they're looking for, but whatever. Costs a lot of money, too, buddy, I'll tell you that. So every day, what do we do with a sucker? We look into it. How many, as you get older, go, Is is that really me? You young people, quit laughing at us. Oh, you'll get there. You go like the crow is actually right here. The crow is right here. It he just lives there. Well, we look at this. Now, how many you remember, before we were carb conscious, we like to eat bagels toasted with cream cheese? Anybody at our campuses? Praise God. But now we know what they do to us. So they make them so thin, there's no taste. But here's a picture of one. You'll remember this. A wonderful, doesn't it look good right now? Just a little butter, a little, woo, feels good. Now, how many of you have had this experience? You enjoyed that sucker, and you went into work, and somebody looked at you and went, <coughs> <coughs> you say, Is something wrong with you? Did you not look before you came to work? Well, what are you talking about? There's a poppy seed in your tooth. How many had that experience? Come on, be honest. That's exactly right. So what's the purpose for a mirror? To look in it and what? See if something's wrong. See if everything's right. So are you stupid? After looking, you and looking, oh yeah, there it is. Have a nice day. No, what are we going to do? We're going to get it out. Look at your neighbor's mouth right now. See if anybody has a, a little goober right there. Oh yeah, there it is, right there. Now when you see that, it's kind of funny. But, But when you think about that, what are we talking about? How, how foolish to look into a mirror and discover a poppy seed or a piece of spinach, walk away, and do nothing about it. That's the reason for a mirror. Now, what is James talking about? This is our spiritual mirror. When I look into the Word of God, unlike a physical mirror, physical mirror shows me the physical. When I look into the Word of God, it shows me the real me, my emotions, what I'm thinking inside. What's in my life that needs to be. We sing a song here. Change me on the inside. See, it's not external. See, when God changes us, he begins on the inside. Then it shows on the outside. So James is saying you have to look into the word of God. It is It is the mirror. We understand that application very simply. It's not difficult. Unlike a mirror that focuses on the external, when we hear the word, as you're doing this morning, or we look into the Bible, we see our motives, our desire, the inward you and me, and God opens our eyes to the real you and me. And let's be honest, it's not pretty because we're pretty selfish people. In fact, the Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? That's why God has us to look at the word of God. So you know this. You don't need to write it down. Hearing must be, must result in doing simply, simply, simply. That's why we're here this morning. Pastor Mark, wow, this is great. I can talk about bagels. No, we're not talking about bagels. We're not talking about spinach. We're not talking about a Nike hat. We're talking about the word of God that God is speaking to you. What are you going to do with it? That's what it's about. Now, look at verse 25, because I'm going to give you four ways, James teaches us, four ways to know how to listen or to read the Word of God. Here we are. James 1.25. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed, she will be blessed, and whatever they do. Here's the first of the four. Write them down this morning. All our campuses, here we go. Number one. James says we have to look intently. We have to listen intently. Listening and reading with intent. In other words, being teachable. It's not a casual look. It's not a quick glance. But it's an intentional look. When you get up in the morning and look at a mirror, here's a mirror. You, you don't walk in your room and go like this. Oh, good. No, you're going to look into it to see if there's any. Did I, did I get my hair right? Is there, my nose need to be trimmed? My ears need to be You know, all the crazy things. The makeup, all right? My bright, look like a clown over here. Got to fix that a little bit. We look with what? Intention. It's not a glance. It's with intention. Why are you here this morning? For a glance? Your weekly glance? Or is it here to really be changed and transformed? So watch what Paul would say about this. Acts 17. As Paul taught, he mentions the Bereans. Watch. And the people of Berea were more open-minded. They were, they were teachable than those in Thessalonica. And they, watch it. they listened eagerly to Paul's message They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. Notice the words, teachable, eager, search, day after day. Good stuff. Can I congratulate you this morning? At our campuses, you are people. I'm so proud of you. You're like the Bereans. You absolutely are teachable. You're eager. You're here. You're ready to listen to the word of God. You search the scriptures. You get our sticky things. You're in our devotions. I'm proud of you this morning. See, that's what James says. That's what Paul was saying. There's a benefit of listening and reading with intent so that I can change to be more like Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Now, notice what, in verse 25, Paul says something. You're looking into the perfect law that gives freedom. The law in the Old Testament was perfect, but we didn't have the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament to help us obey. In the New Testament, we have the law, we have God's law, and we have his word, and we have the Holy Spirit his in his helping. But let me share with something. When we have the Bible, what do you think about God's word? Here's what the world thinks about God's word. When they see the word of God, by the way, my wife and I were discussing this the other day. Lots of people will say, well, I'm not a Christian, but I know the Bible. They do not know the Bible. They're they're just using an argument. They're clueless about the Bible. Now, I wrote these down because I hear this a lot. When people who are not believers, they need to be enlightened to the truth of God in a way only you can really understand the word is have the Holy Spirit living in you. Here's what they think. Here's what they think about God's word. It's restrictive. If you become a Christian, man, there's no old joy in your life. It no, 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 no. They think it's foolish. What are you, idiots coming to church on a holiday weekend? It's guilt producing. And here's the big one. It drains you of life. It's exactly the opposite, but they're deceived. See, if you look at this as restrictive, then you miss the heart of God. Every no from God is a love note from God to you. Don't go there because it's going to hurt you. Well, don't give me the well. He loves us. This is our roadmap for life. You also cannot be selective. I like this. I like that one, Pastor Mark. Not so much that one. Who cares what you think? It's the perfect Word of God. He will give us the ability to fulfill
0: that Word. When we look in a mirror, we see ourselves as we are. We can walk away and forget about what we saw, or we can do the work necessary to change our lives into what God wants them to be. Old attitudes, harmful habits, and sinful desires all need to be removed and replaced with new thinking. This is what Pastor Mark calls, just do it. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the Radio Program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. We hear from God's Word what He wants for us, but are we doers of the Word as well? We know that none of us are perfect. God knows that too, but He's given His Word to help mold us into what He wants us to be. He knows that this work is a process and it won't happen all at once, but we must do what we can today. Pastor Mark will give us the steps we need to follow to help us walk after God and not be deceived by the world. Hearing and doing God's Word will bring blessings. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurting world, a new hope He is giving, Lord let us hear.